My name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a crazy little limp and a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. Hey, hey, Jonathan, how are you, man? Awesome. Everything's going well. Summer's uh, summer's kind of coming upon us. The weather's getting nicer, and New England is a great place to be this time of the year. Yeah, you know, I usually say the same about California, but for some reason, it was in the low 60s over the weekend by the beach here in Los Angeles. Mm. And, man, that's like low 60s to us is like negative 20 yeah. for you, man. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that's like Alaskan weather. <laughs> it is. It is. And I know it's usually always colder at the beach because of the water. Yeah. But, man, you know, 62 to me is – I might as well be in Canada, like I, in the Arctic, right? I hear you. <laughs> I had my thick coat on all weekend long, but it was fun. So – Today's episode, number 34, which I'll affectionately name the Shaquille O'Neal episode because oh, yeah. he wore number 34 of the Lakers. During the last episode, I said that in the middle of the fall semester of my senior year, while I was doing all this crazy stuff to try to graduate before my little sister, I popped off to New York with my roommate to see a concert, right? <laughs> so during this entire mess... So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, now, what was the concert? Who was it? It was the, God, what was it called? It was called the Walden Woods Concert at oh. Madison Square Garden. Okay. It was Don Henley, Billy Joel, Sting, Roger Waters from, you know, the lead singer Pink Floyd. And it was incredible stuff, especially if you like that kind of music. Yeah, right? yeah. But let me... Uh, frame this a little bit. Can I do that real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah. Set it up. The June before, June of 1990, is when I went to England for the Nebworth concert. Right, right. Right? And I believe that was podcast number four. Uh, yes, I believe so. Right? So I'd already done something stupid like fly to England for a concert, so flying to New York from Los Angeles was not that big of a stretch. Yeah, you stayed right? in the same country. <laughs> At least I didn't even need a passport, right? <laughs> So, Jonathan, here's what happened. September 13th, 1991 is when the story starts. Okay. My roommate, Larry, who calls himself Lawrence now, who was a wonderful, wonderful guy, who was a groomsman in my wedding. And again, <laughs> there were 14 groomsmen <laughs> in my wedding, but he was one of them. On September 13th, 1991... He and I were at a Don Henley concert in Los Angeles. Mm. In the middle of the concert, right after one of Don Henley's songs, he looks at the sold-out crowd and he says, Hey, so anyone, if anyone's going to be in New York City next month, I'm doing a charity event with Billy Joel, Sting, Roger Waters. And him and I just started looking at each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? I'm going. Let's go. <laughs> right? And both of us were building managers at the student union. Right? Oh, okay. All right. That was our job in college. Yeah. And and Larry's like, there's no way in hell we'll both get off, man. Not at the same time because we both have the same job. Right. And I'm like, dude, we're going to work it out. I want to go to the show. So... During the Don Henley concert, he kept on nudging me saying, I'm not going to New York. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, you are, dude. 
Yes, you are. I just got back from London last year. I did the same thing. You'll love it, Larry. You'll love it. And then the next thing out of Larry's mouth is he's like, I can't tell my parents. And then I'm like, dude, you're in your 20s. Don't tell your parents. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So we get home. There was really no internet back then. So I was um, on the phone calling New York City and trying to get tickets. And then a couple days later, Larry's like, look, dude, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And I'm like, if I get tickets, will you go? If I get tickets, will you go? And he's like, you won't get tickets. And of course... I did. Right? <laughs> no, now how did you how did you end up finding him? I mean, did you call around to like local record stores or whatever, like in New York, to see like where it was going to be, what the date was, and stuff? No, you know what? Here's what I did, and this still works today. I just called Madison Square Garden, right, directly. Oh, okay. And oh, okay. and the thing with charity concerts is the cheap tickets sell out quicker than the expensive tickets. Right. 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 Because if you can get a fifty dollar ticket. That's better than paying a four hundred dollar ticket or or two hundred dollars or whatever it was back then, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I knew that if I just told Larry the only tickets we could get were good seats, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be forced to pay for his half, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I called Madison Square Garden and said we need two tickets. I got the tickets. I can't honestly remember if we had accessible tickets or not, but that may have also factored into this sure sure you know because i i qualify for accessible seating right yeah Yeah. so we get the tickets now the the show is in october so i think it was october 21st but don't quote me on that but the show was only four or five weeks away it was however the week that my midterms were happening oh man right oh man the whole point of this story (laughs) I was in the middle of trying to graduate college. Uh, I was taking six full classes, 18 credit hours that semester. I was, all I was doing is studying and working all semester long, right? Yeah. But I've always thought direct approach in life helps a lot more than just lying. Mm. So I chose not to lie, right? Yeah. I, I just went to each professor, there's six of them. And I said, hey, so I want to go to New York City next month to see a concert. And it's during, you know, midterm. Can I please take the midterm test before I leave or after I come back? And all of them were like, you want to go to New York for a concert during midterm week? And I told them all. I said, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. That's why I'm going. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And five of them, two of them let me, five of them said yes. Okay. Okay. Two of which let me take the test early, three of which said you can take it when you get back. But this one professor, he was just like, you know what? No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean no? And he's like, you know, you have an A minus in my class. This test is worth, I think, 33 or 35% of my grade. Okay. So he's like, you are going to get a C at best if you choose to go to the concert. You're going to you're going to drop from an A to a C. And he did this in class during class, because which I thought really sucked and was very unprofessional of him. Yeah. Because yeah. in the beginning of class, I asked him, can I talk to you after class? And he goes, ask me now. And I'm like, well, I'd rather ask you after class. And he goes, ask me now. So I thought, you know, screw it. I want to go to a concert in New York. Can I take the midterm early or late? 
right? So here's what wound up happening. He told me in front of everybody, he goes, you know what? Why don't you take a week to think about this and let me know next week because this is a major decision. I don't need the time to think about it, man. I'm going to New York, right? Yeah. And he was shocked. He goes, you're going to take a C instead of an A minus over a stupid concert? And I remember telling him, I said, you know, I'm in my early 20s. 20 years from now, when I'm in my early 40s, I'm going to remember the concert. I'm not going to remember what grade I got in your class. Or this class. <laughs> or this, and to be honest, if you, if you laid $1,000 in front of me right now, I cannot tell you what class it was. I hear you. <laughs> it was, I think it was a film and television media management class, but I can't tell you the specific class. I can't even tell you the specific professor. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of two, I think. And the crazy thing is, Jonathan, man, I didn't even think about my grade again. Not at all. And we went to New York, right? Now, here's a funny thing. Larry never told his family. To this day, to this day, he never told his family. Isn't that funny? That's hilarious. <laughs> now, did you guys fly out there? Did you drive out there? How did you go? No, out no, there? no. God, I wish we would have drove. That would have been fun. We flew out to New York. We flew out to New York. I, we stayed in this hotel right by Madison Square Garden. It was so much fun. Like, I used to live, because Ryder College was in New Jersey, mm. which was not that far from New York, right? as you know. So I used to go into the city a lot. So I had a general understanding of the city. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we did, all, and he'd never been to New York. Oh, man. So, you know, so we did all these super fun things. We, we dined at the Hard Rock Cafe, which I know sounds cheesy now, but this was like 1991 back when it was kind of a big deal. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah, totally. You know, so we dined at the Hard Rock Cafe. We got to listen to Howard Stern on the radio because back then he was, I think he was only on. In the yeah, East it wasn't Coast. like he syndicated wasn't. on XM radio. <laughs> right. There was no, there was no XM radio. Right. Then, right. We, we went to, I, we went to Central Park. We did a carriage ride around Central Park. We found Strawberry Fields, you know, like right outside the, the, the Dakota where John Lennon was shot. Yeah, yeah. Right. All the things we've always wanted to do in New York, right? And so for us, it wasn't just a trip to a concert. The concert was almost secondary to the fact that it was going to New York City for three or four days and just living it up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's cool. That's you know, really cool. It's it was fun, but the crazy thing is, Jonathan, not one second, not even one second did I give any crap about my grade in that class. Yeah. Now, did Larry have any battles for his grades for any, with his classes? Did he say, like, oh, man, I'm going to get screwed in this class or whatever by going to this show? No, you know what? I think he did the same thing. I'm not sure what he told his professors, but I think he got out of all of them. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. You know? But he was taking, I was taking six classes. I think he was taking four or five. Okay. So it was a little bit, a little bit easier. Yeah. To this day, I don't know how we got out of um, work together <laughs> at the same time. And the funny thing is, our former boss listens to this podcast. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kristen, Kristen, if you're listening, the weekend of October 21, 1991, that's where me and Larry were. We were in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious! I don't, 
I don't think she can do anything to our employee file right yeah, now. Yeah, right? I think I think it's past the point of. Uh... <laughs> no, but you know the reason I want to talk about this today, and I want to get your opinion on a couple things, is I wanted to talk about. There's always crossroads in life where you get to make a decision on whether it's smart for you to do or not. Mm. And if we always think logically, of course it's not smart for two broke college students that work at the student union to make ends meet to pop off to New York for a concert. Of course that's not smart. And in the middle but of midterms. During midterm right, right. Of, their, of, of their senior year. Right. But, you know, I'm still really good friends with Larry. And I got to tell you what, man. We still talk about that oh, weekend. I, believe, I right? believe it. Do you remember the time we went to New York? <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, remember the time we dropped everything and went to New York because Don Henley told us to? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, That's right? a hilarious way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is, it was a charity event. It was for the Walden Woods Project. It yeah, was like it, a, you were doing you know, it for Walden Woods. I mean, come on. That's what I, yeah. You, you know, know, to be honest. I had no idea what Walden Woods was until Don Henley mentioned it, right? And I quickly learned about it, right? But anyway, I just think that there's things in life where you decide, is this smart? Yes or no, probably not. But is a life experience going to uh, you know, be more important to your life in general? than what you lose for doing it, mm, you know? Mm. Now, uh, so here, here's a question then. What if the what if the professor said if you if you go to this this concert and you miss this midterm, you're gonna get an F? Would that have changed what you did? You know that's a great question, but you know honestly, and I, I thought that's what you're gonna ask me, so I was already as soon as you said here's the question, <laughs> I started to think how I'd answer. You know what I'd probably do? I, I the responsible Hamad in his forties would say, of course not, I'd stay home. Yeah, but that's BS. I wouldn't stay home. I would have gone anyway because that's who I am. <laughs> And you know what I would have done? I would have done one of two things. That was the fall semester of my senior year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If he would have given me an F, I would have taken another class over Christmas break. Yeah. Which I did anyway. To make up for that one. To make up for that one. And if if they wouldn't let me take two classes over, over Christmas break, which sometimes they don't, what I would have done is, without telling the school, I would have enrolled... In the community college in my final semester. So I would have taken 21 credit hours at oh, my and then, and then like transferred BA it over. And three more. Yeah. And transferred <laughs> over. What I would have done. But, you know, the funny thing is, is I talk about all these stupid decisions that I've made in my life, right? <laughs> I keep thinking if my daughters are like, yeah, dad, we're, we're popping off to a concert in another state and we're going to get an F on our midterm, I can't get mad at them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say, it's in your blood, girls. It's, her, it's hereditary. As, only if it's for a charitable event. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Hey, but, you know, to be honest, the Nebworth concert the year before in England, that yeah. was for a charity, too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you, you know, know, that's funny. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think you just have to, kind of like how you said, like, you know what, once, you know, once I made the decision and we were in New York, I never thought about migrate again. It's like, when you come to those crossroads, just make your decision, stick with it, and ride it out. One thing that you and I don't say enough that we really should remind people, Jonathan and I 
do not see ourselves as victims at all. Right. You know? Right. We, we, we very much love our existence. And, and so, don't you think? Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny because over the, and this happens like once a month over the weekend, my, one of my twin daughters, Zoe, she comes up to me and she goes, Hey, you know, daddy, do you wish that your hand wasn't broken? And I said, no, I don't. And she's like, really? And I'm like, I don't. I love it. You know? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Right? And and I want to keep instilling to my kids that, hey, there's nothing wrong with your dad. Right. You know? Right. Your dad might look different and your friends might make fun of him by the way I walk <laughs> every now and then. And that's true when they do. And that's fine because they're all only five years old. Right. So I don't care. Right. But, but you know, I don't see myself as a victim. At all? No, no. I, I have one last story. I just thought of it. This was hilarious. Yeah, go ahead. We, go ahead. My wife and I were on one of our getaways that we try and go on like a, a one night getaway, and we stopped at this package store, and I was getting a six pack of beer, and the guy, the guy that got the counter says, he's just like, "What happened to you?" And I was like, "Oh, I got in a car accident." And he's like, "Just now?" And I was like. No. <laughs> yeah, just now. Yeah, I got in a car accident just now, so I'm going to get – I lost my sight, and I'm going to get a six-pack of beer. And I was like, no, right. not just now. And he's like, so so can you see? And I was like, no, no, I, I lost my sight when I, when I was 14 and got in a car accident. And I can't believe the guy said this. I was like, wow, dude, don't – you shouldn't – don't quit your day job, whatever. Like, you shouldn't be a psychiatrist or whatever. He was just like, man, how, how do you deal with that? I was like, you just do. And he's like, I would, man, I would have killed myself. I was like – Thank you. Have a nice day. I was just like... He actually said that to you? Yeah. I was just like, oh my goodness. You know, it's, he really said that to you? Seriously. I, he, 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 he's yeah. definitely said... He's like, I, my wife was just like, man, I can't believe he said that to you. I was like, I know, it's crazy. Like, it's just... It's, some people, the limits they go are just like, they, they, you know, I don't know. It was, I mean, it was. I wasn't insulted at all. It was just hilarious. I was just like... Man, you would tell this person, you know, what if I was not comfortable with my disability and this guy was like, man, I would have killed myself. And I would have been like, man, he's right. I should go kill myself. You know, like, yeah, what, yeah. What what, a, do you have any razor blades? Yeah, you know, seriously, yeah seriously. Let me get a, a six pack of beer <laughs> and some like Gillette razor. Right. <laughs> but I was just like, man, I'm glad I'm like comfortable <laughs> with where I'm at. because. <laughs> Yeah, no, you have to be. You totally have to be. You know, what's funny is I just think that people listening to this podcast should know that the reason we tell our stories is to remind everyone, and and I should say this more, if Jonathan and I had the lives that we live, you guys can do anything. I mean, anything. Yeah. So So if you're driving in your car or sitting at your desk and listening to this podcast and saying, there's no way that that they're happy about the disability. Well, guess what? If I weren't happy with my disability, my wife would have never married me. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's, the same, it's same. the same with your wife. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And again, I find my life really comical, really, really, really comical in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like I said, I, I have, I have my comedic moments too, like I was just saying. So it's, it's always interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's only two ways. Well, there's many. Than, there's more than two. But of two of the ways to live life are either you are just always bitter about your limitations mm. or you're just funny about them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, even when I was in the hospital and the doctors were just like, you know, hey, look, you're never going to see again. Like after a few weeks, they kind of thought they could save maybe one eye with some kind of vision. But 
it was like too late or you know something happened they missed the 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 gate of opportunity or whatever and they just said you know i asked how the surgery went and they just said you never you know i don't know to tell you you're never gonna see again i mean granted my world was kind of crushed at that moment but even within a day or two or a few days i was just like thinking to myself well yeah i you know i could sit here and cry about this for the rest of my life but it's not going to bring back my sight so what what use is that you know like why why waste my time doing that right and then just just move forward absolutely and you know you just said something really beautiful there when you were saying um that you your window of opportunity closed for your doctors yeah you just gave me our next podcast because the next one we do i want to talk about how i became disabled Mm, mm. and it's uh it's not nothing i remember because it happened when i was six or seven months old yeah but i have pieced the stories together from the people involved Okay. Nice. Yeah. And then, and then as I got older, uh, not older, but as I got into my, uh, you know, 10, 11 years old and then my early teen years, there's a few surgeries that occurred that also affected my disability. Oh, no kidding. That I will, uh, I'll share in the next podcast. Oh yeah, definitely. But I'll tell you this. I really have fun doing this, man. I really thank people for listening. I, I hope they're enjoying what we're talking about. I try really hard, and Jonathan tries really hard to just keep it kind of all over the place. <laughs> so, so it's not all about disability. Some of it's about you know road trips and, and crazy fun stuff that we do. Others is about everything from racism to disability to just fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I like keeping it all over the place, which is why it's called Limping on Cloud Nine, because... Parts of my life are very cloud nine, and other parts of my life are very limping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I think all of us have both sides totally. of our lives, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And on that note, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Jonathan, you want to talk about uh, Toys Accessible? Yeah, definitely. So if you have a, a loved one or a child or you know, know of someone who knows someone that has a child with some type of disability – toysaccessible.com is the place you want to go. These toys are built and manufactured and created with disabilities in mind. So blind children, deaf, uh, even children with learning disabilities, autism, all types of uh, needs that kids might have where they can enjoy toys that were made specifically for them instead of, you know, going to Toys R Us or Walmart or whatever it is it might be that you go to and just saying like, oh boy, I, I hope they can play with this. I don't really know what to get them and you don't want to not get them something. So toysaccessible.com is the place to go and do that. Awesome. And if you want to reach out to us, info at limpingoncloud9.com. It is the number nine. Info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's a message for either me or Jonathan. Or questions or comments are great, too. And before we wrap up, Jonathan, I want to remind everyone, I am going to the Cannes Film Festival in the south of France Mm. next week. Mm. So we're going to have at least two or three podcasts from Cannes. So if you're interested in that, please keep listening. It's coming next week, which means they should be released shortly after we record them. So you need to brush up on your French. Uh, Je m'appelle Hamad Zedi. All right. So, yes, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, everywhere and anywhere on the interwebs. Subscribe, listen, share. We all thank you for listening and downloading, and we will talk to you next episode. See ya.